When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Vikings Vent Line, what's going on? Happy Sunday to you. Executive producer here, Declan Goff, to take us through an off-season edition, the last one before the NFL draft this Thursday at Surly Brew Hall. One more Vikings vent line beforehand. We got my guys Mike and Cody in queue here to talk a little NFL draft and Vikings related things. Of course, join us at Surly Brewing. They are a proud sponsor of Score North. They'll be bringing the Before I Die Pale Ale. It's going to be an awesome, awesome experience uh, at Surly Brewing. Excuse me, it's an ale, not a pale ale. I don't want to screw that one up, but uh, it's going to be an awesome time at Surly Brewing. Come hang out with us. We're going to get there like around 3, 4 o'clock, Mackie, Judd, and myself. So you want to come out and say hello to us then. You're more than welcome to. Our show will start at about 6 o'clock. By the way, I'm pretty sure this was explained to all the other audience and and listeners of, of, of this event for the last few weeks. This is an outdoor event. So God willing, it's going to be, you know, 45 to 50 degrees. But as long as it's not cold... We're snowing and raining. We will be doing this outside. So uh, bundle up a little bit, but it's going to be an absolute blast. coming out with us. Cheers to Surly Beverage. Um, we'd love to hang out with you and see you guys. And if you're coming from out of town, shoot me, Phil, Judd, a DM. We'd love to kind of give you guys an extra special shout-out and thank you for uh, making the trip up there. It's going to be an awesome time. We're going to also be giving away a TCL TV. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So what more can you need? Got some Surly Brewing. Got some football. Got Mackie, Judd, myself in that order. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. Can't wait for it. All right, Vikings vent line rolling on here. Again, as we tease from the top, it's going to be the last edition before the NFL draft. And if you'd like to get in too, by the way, on a future episode of Vikings vent line, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen for the visual audience. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com for the pod- podcast and audio audience. Want to get on the future show to shoot me an email. I'll gladly stockpile you. Last minute openings happen all the time. So if, if you're a Pete person that wants to come back on, or if you haven't come on, I haven't gotten back to you at all, just shoot me another email. Gets buried in the queue a little bit there, but I'll gladly get you on a future episode of Vikings Ventline. All right. Pleasant trees are out of the way. Get my guy, Mike, my guy, Cody on uh, to welcome to the show. Mike, you said you recently discovered Purple Daily just on, uh, on YouTube in the last few months. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, just about a couple months ago now. And how, how long have you been a uh, suffering Minnesota Vikings fan? Um, since about 98. Um, okay. I'm, I'm 31, so I was about eight years old when I first started in, uh, liking them. And all, be, all because of, um, you remember the game Super Nintendo for the Super Nintendo was uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. Hell yeah. Well, my dad told me that these, these the Vikings had horns on their helmets. I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. 
So I'm like, all right, I'm going to be them from now on. And I just kind of clicked from, from then on. So dude, I like it. it yeah. I'm 29. Yeah. So I, I was too young to remember 98. I remember 41 donut very vividly. I, um, I don't remember the season of 98, but that's, I just remember that's when I, right. Up, the fan. Kind of in the similar boat as me for that 2000 yeah. season. Uh, Cody, what about you, man? How, how long have you been a Vikings fan? How long have you listened to purple daily? What's your backstory? Uh, been a Vikings fan since probably, I don't know, 09, 10, but didn't really start watching till like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. My family wasn't really big into football, so I really didn't start watching it heavily until fantasy started coming into play. Okay, nice. And uh, Cody, are you based in Minnesota? Are you not in Minnesota? Where are you at? Uh, I am in Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. <laughs> Mike, where are you from? Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. So Cleveland, Virginia. I'm obviously here up in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's always mind-blowing to me, all the Vikings fans that come on the show from uh, from outside the state. I love that there's Vikings community fans all over. And Cody, you said uh, Virginia, right? Yep. There is a like insane amount of Vikings fans that have come on this show from either like South Carolina, Virginia, North Carolina, that like little area. I find it fascinating. There's like so many Vikings fans down there. It's a huge military area, right. so it's a... Uh... A big melting pot, but unfortunately, there's still a lot of uh, commanders and Cowboys fans Oof. over everyone. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, hopefully, these Vikings can win a Super Bowl, obviously, before we die. All right, boys, let's get into the show here. Uh, I sent you some prep notes on this. Mike, I'll start with you. Obviously, the draft is on Thursday. The Vikings, as of right now, are slated to pick 12. I'm curious. Give me, uh, give me your hottest Vikings draft take uh, before we kick things off on Thursday at the NFL draft. Yeah, so I'm thinking, um, I've seen a couple of mocks lately, and um, and it's been pretty heavily mocked that the Vikings are going to take Stingley at 12. Uh, I'm not so sure on that. Um, it's, I think what's going to happen, I think I think we're going to get to 12, and I think we're going to look him right in the eyes, and I think we're going to pass him right up. And what I actually think might happen, because um, with the Seahawks taking an earlier pick at, I think, nine, I think they're going to try to trade back. I would guess they would want to trade back down in the first round um, and take some more talent to surround who maybe whoever because if they get like Malik Willis or someone like that, yeah. they're going to want to because they need they need help everywhere. So I think they're going to trade back trade back down or in the draft. So I think we're going to look Stingley right in the eyes, and I don't think we're going to take him. I think we're going to pass him right up. I mean, my my dream would be would be to uh, trade to the Seahawks. They give us two their two second round picks. So we get mm. four, pick forty and forty one. Okay. And at, at that, I mean, at, around that area, I mean, I see guys like like uh, Kair Elam, cornerback. I mean, he would be a stud at that pick. And then I think uh, Trayvon Burks, that receiver, that six six three, two hundred twenty five pound receiver. I mean, he would be a great fit. I think in our in our scheme, um, just a big just a big body. Um, but yeah, I think I I don't think we're going to take Stingley. I think there's just I think there's a couple of question marks. I think we're probably going to either go offense right there or just pass him up in trade. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. That's. It's funny. Yeah. Cause like Stingley. Yeah. Like you said, it gets, gets mocked by everyone here. And is it smoke screens is legit. You know, like uh, at this point he's been mocked so much. It's kind of like if they take Stingley, it's like, Oh, okay. We've, we've been hearing about it for the last two, three weeks. Right. Like is, is are they actually going to just right. take him? Could they trade back down? Like you said, stockpile more assets, still find out, uh, find out, find out getting another cornerback maybe getting an impact receiver on, on the second round and day two of the draft. I like it, dude. Yeah, I, I I mean, Stingley is the guy that everyone is kind of pegging here, and if he's there, obviously it looks like he he potentially could be a Minnesota Viking, but I, I wouldn't rule out a trade down either. 
Cody, what about you, man? What's your hottest Vikings take? Oh, I think by the end of day one, we walk out with two first round draft picks, one way or the other, whether it's the uh, the potential trade with Kansas City, if they want to get somebody like Jamison Williams and they decide to give us 29 and 30 or say we take that. But maybe at like 14, somebody uh, is still on the board that we wanted. Uh, so we could maybe trade like our fourth and our first to jump back up to say like 16, 17, 18. I know Philly has uh, two or three still in the first round. They might be willing to get rid of a pick for maybe a future second and maybe number 30 or something like that. But I think we walk away with two first rounders and one of them will be a receiver, somebody like Chris Olave or somebody else. I think um, I know they just re redid Adam Thielen's contract but still having to pay somebody dependent on what he does this year if they have to pay him 18 million roughly next year and he just kind of eh, nine games 10 games this year still again even though he's picking up nine ten touchdowns a, a year 18 million is still a tough sell for somebody that's 34 35 and plays half the season so just so i'm clear too here uh, uh cody Two first-round picks in this year's draft. You think they, they walk away after the first round with, with two selections made in that first round? Yep, I think they'll move backwards, and then they'll trade either future picks and one of the two that they pick up this year, mm-hmm. or they'll maybe drop number four or three or a fifth round. I don't think they have a fourth-round pick this year because Correct. of Chris Herndon. Dude, I like that. Yeah, I, I I have a write that down, I believe, as as two first-round picks. So obviously, selfishly, I would love for that to happen. Um, At the same time, you know... If they do trade back, do they want to squeeze back in towards the end? You know, they did that, I believe, in 2014 when they took Teddy. They they ended up getting at that 32nd pick um, with Seattle, and and they drafted their quarterback and kind of took everyone by surprise there. I think trading back is, is a legitimate option for them, and I think some Vikings fans are a little bit scared and have PTSD because Trader Rick was, was notorious for it. But, I mean, Rick wasn't notorious for trading back in the first round. Rick was notorious for trading back on day three and, you know, taking a bajillion seventh-round picks and maybe one or two of them make the 53-man roster. So I think trading back is a legitimate option. And a lot of Vikings fans have been on the show, too, in the last month. have kind of echoed similar statements that you guys have said. Um, cornerback's obviously their biggest need, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they if they moved back um, in, in the first round this year and maybe even get potentially two first-round picks or future first-round picks uh, out of it. Uh, I'm curious your guys' expectations, just an overall for the for this Vikings team. And yes, the draft hasn't taken place, and I'm sure there'll be some type of excitement and we'll change up our little bit projections on win totals the schedule is going to get released in about two and a half three weeks here as well but just curious as it stands right now michael start with you what are your expectations for the vikings in 2022 yeah like you said yeah ask me after the draft you know when all the hype is 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 there um but but as it stands right now i mean i i'm i'm at a middle a middle expectations i'm not super high i'm not low i can't allow myself to get high uh expectations uh you know just largely let down for the most part because uh, I mean, the roster is largely it's, it stayed the same. All the veterans are at least one year older right now. So, I mean, it's, you got to look from that standpoint. And then based on some data from thir- from 13 years, from 13 years, there are 24 out of 84 new head coaches make the playoffs, which is about a 28% chance. Granted, 17 out of 24 are rookie head coaches and not new veteran coaches in another position. So they're more likely to make the playoffs. But still, their win percentage is is less than 500. So I'm not, so I'm not super 
high on that. Um, it is a little more, a little more optimistic with the new rookie head coaches, though, um, especially with this offensive-minded one we have now. Um, and another thing is just injury concerns. I mean, I, you know, that's always a big question mark, especially with like Dalvin and, and I don't know how Irv is and, and Daniil and Zedarius. So it's injury concerns are just always on the back of my mind. And I hate, I hate feeling like we're just one injury away from, from, a, from a tank season. You know, I'm a little concerned about our depth. Um, but so, yeah, I would say I'm at a middle, middle ground right now, um, just given those things. Um, but, yeah, ask me after the draft. I'll probably be a little bit higher on that, especially if we get some top-tier talent. So, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, there is that little bit of uh, injection of, of optimism and hope that you get after you figure out your draft class. Or, I mean, man, it could be the opposite, right? Like the Vikings could completely fumble this first round or, or this draft class. I don't think they will. But usually, obviously, teams have a little bit more excitement after the draft as it's kind of the last domino of the offseason before, you know, mini camp, training camp starts like that. But yeah, I, like right now, they're kind of still that middle pack team. And Kevin O'Connell is supposed to come here and change some culture. I'm sure that is going to be a breath of fresh air. It's going to be more of a modern offense. So you'd like to think that the Vikings should be better than a 7-8 win team, which they have been the last few years. But I'm curious on where they go in the draft. You know, like you said, if if it's indeed like a wide receiver that takes their offense over the top, like, wow, if it's a stud cornerback or two that kind of solidified the, their two biggest holes on the defensive side of the ball, well, maybe everything is starting to fall into place a little bit. So Yes, after the draft, we'll have a, probably a better inkling on this, but I, I am just curious, too, what other fans have thought. Cody, what do you think, man? What, what are your expectations for the Vikings in 2022? Call me a masochist, but if we don't hit 12 wins, I think it's a disappointment. Uh, just, just from watching the implosion from both defense and offense, you can't really blame everything on the defense from all of last year's struggles because the offense in the fourth quarter was going three and out way too many times and just not holding on to the ball. Yeah, we want to talk about clock management, but two runs and one pass that doesn't get you past the sticks every single time in the fourth quarter, that's not going to win you football games. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to give them a much fresher idea. And just from seeing and watching what the players themselves have been doing on social media, they've been more together now in the last three months than they have in the last five, six years that I've seen. That's collectively, that's a whole defensive line. Like Harrison Phillips is already hanging out with the Neil Hunter and hanging out with Zadarius Smith. Like I didn't see that from the last three or four years. And everything that has been done with the Vikings so far this year has been completely unpredictable. So if the prediction is an eight win season based off of Vegas odds, I'm going with the over. Dude, I love it. Uh, and, and was that your dog either whining at you or whining at that prediction? Oh, look no, at this. She wants, she wants in the- <laughs> She's got Vikings takes, so she wants to get off her chest. For sure. What's her name? Lucy. Lucy. Lucy, who's a good girl. She just wants, she wants to see the Vikings win 12 games too, man. I don't, I don't blame her. She I don't blame does. her at all. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I think getting to 12 wins is going to be tough uh, unless their draft is absolute home run. And if they can stay healthy, you know, injuries play such a big part in, in a season projections and, and trying to figure out if your team can be a contender or not. So if they stay healthy, right? Like they could potentially flirt with double digit wins, 12 wins. I mean, in Kevin O'Connell's first year, I mean, that's go time right there, baby. Like I would, I would love for that to be the case. We'll, we'll see if that can happen. I'm playing off the, uh, the family tree of the Shanahan's and the Matt LaFleur's LaFleur's, what, 13 and three the last three years in a row? Right. Two years in a row? Yeah, LaFleur, Le- 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 I think, yeah, I-, I thought he'd be kind of not a dead ass, but I certainly didn't think the Packers would just automatically be a lock for 13 win seasons in his first three years right. there. And yeah, he's been phenomenal. It's a good point. Yeah. 
Could definitely happen. Um, fellas, I'm curious too. Uh, after watching the Timberwolves absolutely bleep down their legs in the third and fourth quarter, I don't know if either of you are Wolves fans, but uh, at the same time, it's a classic Minnesota sports moment. So I, I figured I'd tie this in a little bit because we talked about it on Four Question Friday on Purple Daily as well. I'm curious on the maddest you have like ever been at the Vikings. It, it could be a playoff loss. It could be something minuscule. It could be something that happened to you at a game. I'm curious just what is the maddest you've ever been at the Vikings? Michael, start with you. Um, it's, it's pretty close. I have two in mind. The first one was the, uh, it was the Arizona Cardinals game. The last, I think it was the last game of the season in 2003. Um, when, when I think there were four and 11 and we were trying, we were fighting for a playoff spot and they eliminated us in the last play of the game, uh, due to a push out. And later they, they changed that rule. And that was, I was so mad. I couldn't believe it. Um, so that, that's up there, but I think the number one is, is 41 donut. So I was 10 years old. That was so. 2000 was the first season I watched religiously. But every game, my dad had study ticket, so I was in that for every game. And yeah, being 10 years old, you know, NFC Championship game, and we go in there and just just <laughs> poop the bed. I was, I mean, I was kicking, screaming, I was crying. I mean, it was, it was, it was ugly. It was, it was no good. So, I think that one takes the cake for me. Um, other than that, I mean, the, the New Orleans game in 2009 is another contender, but uh, yeah, those, those two stick out. Those, those two stick out for me big time. Yeah, the, the, the Nate Poole Cardinals game is obviously uh, <laughs> a, a lot of salt in the wound there. Yeah, with the push-off yeah. rule then being eliminated. I remember watching that. And to your point, like, yeah, my earliest Vikings memory um, was that 2000 season as well. And I don't remember mm-hmm. watching it religiously, but I remember games, and I remember them beating the Saints in the divisional round. And I yeah. remember my my dad kind of echoing the same thing, like they're going to the Giants, and yeah, it's on the road, but I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like this is this their yeah. favorite. They're going to win. And my God, did they just get their asses kicked? Um, Forty one donut, and that was that was it. That was my first memory and 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 uh, reminder of what this is going to be like. Basically, foreshadowing for the next twenty years as a Vikings fan. So I remember that well too, man. That one that one stinks. Yeah. Cody, what about you? Anything that uh, that that tops that, or any other ones that uh, make you upset about the Vikings? It's a 100% toss-up between the 15 wildcard loss to the Seahawks. Um, I can't blame Blair Walsh being the only person that scored. How do you, as an offense, I know it was cold, but as an offense, how do you only get 150, 200 yards of offense and then blame the kicker when he's the only one that scored all, at all the whole game? You hold the defense, or the defense holds a team to 10 points, and you still don't win the game, and your offense doesn't score at all. But we're gonna blame the kicker. I don't get it's between that and seventeen, just the absolute annihilation by the Eagles. Just watching Nick Foles play pinball in the pocket, getting hit by every purple, still just kind of closing his eyes, chucking it up, and all of our DBs are just kind of standing in no man's land watching somebody behind them just wave into the touchdown zone. I'm like every single time he even got close. We didn't have a shot. Something there was just some Cinderella story happening in seventeen. Even all the momentum we had from from that uh, Minneapolis miracle did not. It fizzled after that first touchdown with Kyle Rudolph, and then from there it was just tough to go to work the next day. It was tough. <laughs> I was unemployed at the time, so I remember I had a lot of time in my hands afterwards. So like I wasn't too upset about having to go to work. Luckily, uh, but I, I remember. The thing that I take away so much in that game, yeah, was that they got off to the 7 nothing lead. And then even when, I think it was, 
you know, 21-7. And then that last heave before the end of the first half where, you know, Foles hits Alshon Jeffrey just for a dart from the 50-yard line. Because I remember right before that play, I think I even said out loud, hey, if they go into this halftime just down two possessions, like, this is still fine. Like, they can they can overcome. That's It's two possessions. Should be completely okay. They made it 28-7 going into the half. I was like, well, that that's it. That 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 that's gonna kiss that dream goodbye. And uh, in with Blair Walsh, uh, I I was really upset. I had food poisoning all morning that day, so I was just having a miserable day, horrible day, like top five worst I have ever had it in any type of sickness in my life. And it was about four or five o'clock that I started after not puking and having everything come out of both sides of me for like nine hours. I finally had started to feel better, and I remember them driving down the field for the last drive. And just having no faith that that kick was going to go in. And, of course, he shanks the easiest pooch kick in the entire world. I hear you, Cody. Offense should have been cooking a little bit more. And Blair Walsh was responsible for the three other field goals. But, my God, dude, 26-yarder, 28-yard field goal. I know it's negative 35 degrees out of whatever the hell it was with wind chill. But, geez, dude, one job. One job is to make your kicks. Yeah, that one one stung, too. That was a tough one. It wouldn't have been as bad if he barely missed it or even doinked it right you missed the whole net behind it and everything you were (laughs) in like the third row 50 yards to the left i feel like you could have like had another whole field goal like back to back on the left side right and i still think it probably would have went like wide left like you said it wasn't even wasn't even close dude wasn't even close painful existence is pain being a vikings fan that's exactly what it is oh man cody mike Appreciate you guys um, coming on Vikings Vent Line. Before I wrap up, uh, anything else you'd like to get off your chest here? Mike, I'll start with you. And any other last take you'd like to give? No, I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to stay optimistic uh, during these tough times. I mean, yeah, I did I did watch the Wolf, Wolves last night, so it was it was that was rough. Um, so I'm just trying to I'm trying to stay level headed. Um, also, I'm being real and staying realistic. You know, like keeping my expectations at, at baseline and in, right in the middle. Um, Really looking forward to this draft, though. Um, you know, I'm just I'm hoping we sec- we secure some sort of top tier talent. I mean, there's a ton there. Um, even if it's like a wide receiver, there's there's a lot there to pick up a cornerback, something. Um, I'm hoping we. It would be nice to stick and pick at twelve. I don't. Given the history, I I don't know. You know, I think we're going to try to get some capital, but uh, other than that. Um, no, I mean I'm just I'm 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 stoked for for some Vikings football. I mean I'm 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 ready for for training camp. So so bring it on, dude. Totally, I know. I it's you get to get that itch right after the draft of like because because the off season is now just like basically year round, right? Like the Super Bowl ends, free agency starts so quickly right away, and obviously the Vikings had like so much talk about with with coaches and GMs being fired. But after that draft and training camp starts, you get that summer itch. And my God, if the Twins aren't going to be good, which they aren't tracking to be, uh, that we need, some, we need something to look forward to when it gets to the dog days of June and July. So I feel you. Cody, what about you, man? Any uh, last Vikings take you'd like to get out? I'm not a cousin supporter or hater, uh, but this is officially my last season of rooting for him, regardless of status at the end of this year. But I will say, uh, I truthfully, by the end of this year, he will get at least one MVP vote. All right. Lucy agrees, I think, too. I think Lucy Lucy is saying the same thing. Nice day. I think she wants to go out. All right, man. Well, hey, Cody, Mike, thank you so much uh, for coming on Vikings Ventline. Lucy, too, by the way. Lucy's just as part of the show as, as us three were. Um, for anyone watching or subscribing, hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow on Monday at full strength. Reminder, 
Join us at Surly Brewing for the NFL Draft Party. Night one, round one is going to be an absolute blast. Talk to you guys tomorrow.